You are beautiful. You are worthy. Your dreams were put on your heart for a reason. No matter what anyone else might think of you for following them. So stand up, stand tall, and stand proud. You were made to shine. Hello, hello, hello. You guys, Merry freaking Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love Christmas. Christmas is quite literally one of my favorite holidays. I say one of because I think the symbolism behind Christmas is so phenomenal and I love it. But I also think that we have some other very underappreciated holidays where maybe the symbolism isn't as great, but they're still like from just a surface level holiday festivity perspective, they're quite the bomb, right? Like 4th of July, super underappreciated. Um, St. Patrick's Day, super underappreciated. But from a meaning standpoint, I get it. Christmas tops it all. It's been an interesting Christmas season for me. It has. It's been an interesting Christmas season for me. Typically, Christmas, I think for anyone, because we're about to go into New Year's, right? It kind of warrants this opening of reflection. It, It... opens a door, whether you want that door to open or not, that forces you to kind of step through to a new beginning, which makes you look back on your past experiences to see like how you want to grow and how you want to move. And, and sometimes that's hard, but it's also necessary. And it's funny, you guys, I, um, I was at dinner tonight with my family and we were just talking about like the past year We were talking about, like, if where we are, if any of us could have guessed what our lives would look like. And we all just looked at each other like, literally, hell no. Like, (laughs) good night. None of our, like, none of our lives are what we thought they were going to be. And that's kind of the fun part. So when I was in college, I don't know if you're like this. For me, I look back at college Annie and I feel like she was a different girl. It's like I look at her. I love that girl so much. That girl had fire. That girl had spunk. That girl really had no idea what she was doing with building her social media accounts or building her podcast, but she just freaking did it. And I love that Annie Mayfield. And then I look at me now and I I still feel like there, I have parts of that girl in me, but I also am like, I am not the same person. And prior Annie, cause you know, we were in this reflection mode. So I thought about her and I thought about how she thought her life was going to go. And I say this because some of you, Christmas brings about a lot of of happy times and happy opportunities and exciting opportunities. But for a lot of people, it also can bring up pretty painful revelations. 
It can bring up things that you're maybe running from you have to face, such as maybe the fact that you don't have a family to go to this Christmas, or you have a family to go to, but you're dreading it. You have friends to be with, but you are despising it. You you have company to be with, but in that company, you feel more lonely than ever. In fact, the holidays brings a lot of anxiety for you because it's a reminder of how far off course you are from the life that you thought was going to happen for yourself. Maybe you thought you would be engaged by now. Maybe you thought you'd have kids by now. Maybe that pet of yours you love with all your heart didn't make it to this Christmas season. Maybe you thought you'd still be in that house that had to go up for foreclosure. Maybe you thought you'd still be in that place with all those people, but you're in a brand new city for a job and you don't know anyone and you can't get home for the holidays because of the weather. Maybe you lost your parent or your sibling or your friend. Maybe you are just completely divorcing from the idea of what your life was going to look like and it's everything but that. And Christmas and this New Year's and this time, while it can be so exciting for so many, it can also be very heavy for a lot of people because it's a time of just pure gut-wrenching slap-in-the-face revelation of your life. You don't have work to keep you busy. If any of you guys are like me, my vice is work. I work myself to death to, to run from the things that I don't want to face with. That and working out. Those are my two things, right? And so when you cut that off, you don't have that to numb it out. Or maybe, you know, you, you, you do face the fear of too much time. So you're like, maybe I'm going to return to the bottle. Maybe I'm going to go back to those friends that are toxic for me. Maybe I'm going to go back to my old vice. And you're nervous about that. And it can bring forth a lot of insecurities and emotions and, and things you quite don't really want to deal with. Christmas, the irony of it is when God sent his precious little son into this world to save us from our fear and our doubt and in our insecurity, we have turned this time into a holiday that sometimes highlights those very things. It highlights our insecurities. It highlights our lack you see everyone else with their family on Christmas and maybe you don't have one. You see everyone else with a perfect Instagrammable Christmas card and you don't have that. I know what that's like. Going back every year, I can look at each Christmas. There was an insecurity of mine that I was wrestling with. Every year. Every year there was an insecurity. I remember for many years it was my body. I've been honest with you guys before about my journey and my body and how I've always struggled with body image. So for many years, it was body image. And some years it was like, um, it was, it was money or some years it was position and, and some years it was relationship status. And, and this year, the insecurities around where I thought my life would be by now and where it's not have been really, really heavy on me. And I want to talk to my friends right now that are feeling that too. Christmas time is a time of love. There is so much love in the air. Like so much love in the air. I think I saw like 10 engagement photos this past week, right? And it's so fun and it's so exciting. 
But I think it can also be very insecurity driving towards people that don't have that. When I was in college, how I thought my life would look by now, based off of, at the time, the guy I was with, the plans that we made, I didn't think I'd have a Christmas alone. And here we are. And because of that and that transition and that navigation of it, which I wouldn't give back for the world, but I think when you're in a world that idolizes relationships, something that has been a struggle for me in the past is comparing that part of my life to someone else's highlight reel of their part of that life, of that part of their life. And feeling like I'm a failure because I don't have that area in my life and someone else does. This might be too targeted for you. This might not hit home. But what I hope from this podcast episode you do hear is the voice of someone that can share with you the feelings of there are parts about Christmas that hurt. And there are parts about Christmas that bring forth revelation into sometimes progress you haven't made in an area. Lack. Holes, gaps, right? So for my friends, if you're like me and you felt that this week or you're going to feel that next week or the following week, In seasons of life, of great celebration of love, it can be painful for those who don't have love in that specific way. Maybe you're like me and you don't have a partner, or maybe you lost a partner, or maybe you're going through the divorce of a partner, or you are in a partnership, but you feel more alone when you're with that partner than when you're by yourself. And that's all hard in varying degrees. And I just want to remind you, especially with the message of this time, that my beautiful friend, and I tell this to myself every night, what God wants to do in your life is so much more than fall in love with another person. I promise. In fact, I read about this in my next book, and I wish I had the snippet to read to you guys because it would be super fitting right here, but I didn't plan that far ahead. But it goes along the lines of, oh, sweet girl, what God wants to do with your life is so much more than fall in love with a boy. And I think the message of Christmas is the understanding that each and every one of us, we are part of such a bigger love story than we could ever write for ourselves with another human being. The ultimate love story. I was thinking about this in the car the other day. You know, it was like, good night. I think everyone I knew got engaged on uh, Wednesday. Not Wednesday, sorry, uh, uh, last Sunday. And I was just like, gosh, dang darn it. Like, it's just, it's crazy. 
And you know, you when you you do that, and you're a single twenty four year old twenty four year old adult, and you like race through your Instagram feed, and you're like, does everyone I know get engaged? Am I? Because you automatically start thinking you're doing something wrong, right? Because you're not you're not succeeding in that area. And I genuinely felt I've never heard God audibly, but I have felt Him just stop me in my tracks on my heart, and I just felt Him say. What I am going to do in your life is so much more than fall in love with a boy. And I remind myself in those times, just as I just told you, we are part of such an ultimate love story. We get to be part of a love story with a God that loved us so much, that created the world and everything, in it, and all he wanted was a relationship with us. So he sent his only son to bear the weight of the shame and the sin that separated him from us so that we could have a direct relationship with him. We get to be part of that love story. In Christmas, though it can be a reminder of lack, of insecurity, a slap in the face of what you don't have, may we always pivot back to the reminder of everything that it is, the main thing that it is, which is a true point towards the ultimate love story that we are forever a part of. So whatever your insecurity is, whatever your fear is, whatever that thing on your heart that just won't go away and it keeps you up at night and it causes sweats on your forehead and it freaks you out and that thing that truly shrivels your spine so much, it's hard to pray about because to pray about it, you have to say it out loud and you don't even want to say it out loud because it hurts you that much. Yeah, that thing, that thing right there, that thing right there. Christmas. Though it might Expose that thing even more because it causes for a time to be still. May it also remind you of the force of love, of a broader love story that is yours, that you're a part of, that you are one of the main characters of. And that in a time where everyone seems to be with family and with people and with loved ones, and maybe you don't feel that way, you don't have that, you're not surrounded by that, may you remember the God that created the love story of all love stories about you and about me. We have Hallmark Christmas Christmas movied. That's a verb. Hallmark Christmas movied. I just, we're making that a verb. The crap out of Christmas. I mean, there's like little dolls of baby Jesus and he's smiling and he's cuddly and he's cute. We have songs like Silent Night written after that night. As if it was like this perfectly glassed over Hallmark movie scene. You guys, can you imagine what it would have been like that night? 
might have been freezing. They were in a freaking barn, which meant it stunk to the high heavens. I mean, they have a phrase, were you raised in a barn for people that, that don't have very good manners and that probably have, you know, what my grandma would call uh, uh, hair that looks like you have a, um, what's it called? Uh, bird's nest hair, bird's nest hair, right? Like they have phrases because of people in barns. And so it wasn't very nice. Not good conditions. Not good conditions. Not Hallmark movie up to par conditions. And that's what they were in. And you know, baby Jesus, baby Jesus was a baby. He was a God that came as a baby. He was not silent. Have you ever seen a woman give birth? I haven't, but I can imagine from the movies I've seen and the tales that have been told, it was not silent. It was probably very painful. If baby Jesus wasn't screaming, I'm sure Mary was screaming her head off. You know, they didn't have medicine back then. I mean, things were not smooth. Things were not serene. Things were not this glossy, perfect, picturesque, Instagrammable, filtered photo op. Things were messy. Things were hard. Things were painful. Things were being broken and pushed out. Things were uncomfortable. Things were uncertain. You can imagine Joseph was over there like, you know, trying to be a good husband. But yo, my boys who are listening to this, can you imagine if your wife was like, yeah, I'm giving birth. Um, you know, obviously I'm still a virgin. I swear I didn't have it, the deed with anyone else. Like Joseph is probably over there with one eyebrow raised because he literally just had to trust. Do you know how hard that must have been? So literally Jesus came into a barn where Mary's uncomfortable. Her body's being broken. She's she's absolutely uncertain. Joseph's over there like, is this really happening? I mean, what am I doing? Like, do we really think this is the son of God or does Mary just yanking my tail over here? Like there was so much mess that Jesus came into and that's where he came. What does that tell you about our savior? It's that he comes into your mess. He doesn't come into your perfect Instagrammable life. He doesn't come into your life when everything's made up, when everything's clean, when you get your shit together. He doesn't come into your life then. He comes into your life in the middle of the mess. He comes into the life in the middle of the breaking. He comes into your life when your barn is messy and when it stinks and he says, here I am. Here is the light of the world. Here is God putting me here for a time such as this to be with you because the ultimate story that you and that me that we get to be a part of is the love story of God is the love story of God and so for my friends that are single for the first time on Christmas because you went through a divorce or you went through a breakup or you broke off an engagement you're part of a greater love story. For my friends that lost that parent or that pet or that job or got laid off or lost the money in the bank account or lost the, the confidence, lost the security, lost their, their, your home, lost your friends, you're part of a greater love story. For my friends that lost what they thought their life was going to look like. For my friends that had a plan and everything is absolute crap. Guess what? Jesus literally came into a shelter filled with crap. And he said, here I am. The light of the world. Not coming in as Thor. Not coming in as Captain America, but coming in as a baby. 
because sometimes the grace and the love and the mercy and the kindness and the goodness of God, it doesn't come into our lives how we would have thought. And it doesn't come into our lives when we would have thought. But it still comes. And that's the promise. That's the promise. It's that you and me, we're part of a bigger love story. Our hearts are intertwined with the love of one that is so beyond what another boy or what another girl or what another job or what another opportunity or title or position or status could ever give us. And we lose sight of that. But not this week. I don't know who this is for. But I really feel the Spirit telling me to just say, don't tell yourself that how you feel right now is going to be how you feel for forever. How you feel right now, it's not going to last forever. I promise. I promise because I've lived that. I've had moments and nights and mornings that I thought would never end, <laughs> even though I, I wanted them to so bad, and they do. The pain, it does go away. The fear, it does go away. Does it go away forever? No. But that's when you remember the greater love story you're a part of. Because we're all a part of a greater love story. One that isn't for the Hallmark books or the Hallmark movies. One that isn't pretty. One that isn't Instagrammable. One that isn't perfect. But one that is purposeful and above all others and is divinely created for you and for me. Because the God of the world, who made every little thing and could have any little thing, all he wanted was a relationship with us. And so he sent his son screaming and crying into this world, into a messy, messy, messy place and said, here, here is the light. The light doesn't come on when everything settles down. The light comes down in the middle of the darkness 
in the middle of the divorce, in the middle of the breakup, in the middle of the breaking, in the middle of the uncertainty, in the middle of the injury, in the middle of the, the relationship status, in the middle of the school education, in the middle of the let go of the job, in the middle of the, the building breaking down, in the middle of the family breaking apart, in the middle of the friends leaving, in the middle of the coworkers gossiping, in the middle of that. God comes in. And he invites us into the love story of our life with him. I'm sending you all so much love. Merry Christmas. Hey friend, thanks so much for listening all the way through. The fact that you did says so much about your willingness and curiosity to get into your personal development and growth. You guys, if this episode touched you and your spirit in any way, I pray that you share with two friends that you think would really find value in this. This is how these messages get around. And I know I personally just really appreciate when a friend thinks of me when they listen to something and think that I'll find value in it as well. Also, if you find so willing, please tag to your Instagram stories and make sure to tag Annie B. Mayfield. At the end of every month, I will be doing a drawing from everyone that is posted on their Instagram stories for a $50 Amazon gift card. You guys, I appreciate and love you all so much. Have an amazing day.